22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. You know, it's really hard to do an intro to the show, or at least a creative one, with the status of the world remaining the same and not much changing. But hey, you know what? When, when, when God gives you lemons, you throw them at people. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 162. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me, as always, is the man that tests your boundaries more than a horny teen male on a date at a drive through MFG Mike, the finance guy. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Hmm. I don't know. That, well, I'm... I, yeah. I wouldn't know. Yeah. Ralph, give it a go, Ralph. You think you got one? Is it Psycho? No. no. Scream. Scream. Oh, wow. I, I'm surprised. I love that movie. I didn't get yeah, that one. I knew you were going to see it before. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> How did you see that movie through your fingers? Like, is, <laughs> Did you really get all of it? Hey, hey, I got all of it. I got all of it. And the other, and the other son of a bitch, or like we would like to call him our other illustrious host, is a man who knows no boundaries when it comes to corny jokes or playing the drum roll for himself. I mean, but then again, he has the board. He could do whatever the heck he wants. RT Square off the tech. And don't you forget it. So uh-huh. the other day while I was unlocking all the secrets of the universe. Yes, I said all the secrets of the universe. A thought occurred to me. Charles Xavier could have used his power to make the world believe mutants weren't dangerous and we could all live harmoniously. He literally could have caused world peace on every level, but he chose not to. The fuck is wrong with him? Because he's a good man. Yeah, yeah please. He would have forced his will on everybody and proven, the, proven them all right. How, how is it forcing your will when you just put a little thought into everyone's head, say, mutants are good, boom, that's it. Just one little thought, mutants are good. Boom. He already put thoughts in people's head. Colossus, wear this ridiculous go-go outfit. Storm, <laughs> you pick up the other one. Dazzler, try to be relevant. Oh, snap. She is. You guys just Shots fired. Shots fired early. Okay. All right. So now that we're warmed up and everybody's introduced, today let's discuss the Netflix movie that's been a nice surprise during this time of quarantine, a.k.a. I've seen everything else. What else can I watch? Um, so we'll be reviewing the direct-to-Netflix movie, or... A movie that's only on Netflix, The Old Guard. But first, let me introduce him to my friend Mike. Take it from me, he's brutally honest, whether it's your hair or your bad breath or your selection in, in, in dating or an ugly sweater you choose to buy. Mike will be very direct with you. But lucky, he takes those same crude and blunt abilities and uses it for the forces of good in a segment we like to call The Quick News. And now, the quick news with Mike, the finance guy, and Ralph and Cap. Well, I don't feel that I'm like that, so you can just take your bad breath, no hair, having self, and shut the hell up. I was waiting for you to talk about the sweater, but okay. (laughs) I swear it it talks on its own. Oh, that's off podcast. What what you got for us, Mike? Alrighty. Now, I'm a half, I'm a glass half full kind of guy, but uh, attempting to put a positive spin on a pandemic that has killed hundreds of thousands of people across the globe is something you should probably just keep to yourself. The Walking Dead creator Robert Kirkman is reminding fans that the Walking Dead movie starring Andrew Lincoln is simmering to perfection. 
According to Kirkman, quote, I would say that if anything, the pandemic is going to make a lot of movies better. I think Rick Grimes' movie, Chief Among Them, just because we're getting a lot more time to cook this thing and make sure it's perfect. I don't want anyone to think that we're just kind of waiting around for this pandemic to end, end quote. The former series star Lincoln is set to star in at least three films for the show's parent network, AMC. No release date has been given for the movie. Hmm. This probably should be filed under the category of shut the fuck up. Yeah, Why much. would he say that? I, I, like I said, I think he thinks it's a positive spin. I'm like, no. <laughs> you're, you're basically saying, well, thank goodness several people are like millions of people are at home and some have died. So this way we get a chance to really work on this film. <laughs> you know, I'm like, no. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a little self-serving and selfish yeah. and, not, and very short-sighted and not yeah. so, I, can keep, I can keep going with that. And I'm sure he didn't mean it like that. I'm sure he thought like, oh, this is kind of a positive thing to think about, you know, but. This, but this is why the moral of the story of this, this is why you talk to your friends before you send out a, a statement. <laughs> hey, Mike, what do you think about that? It's stupid. Don't fucking say it. There you go. It, it's almost like you said, wow, I was really, you know, having a hard time writing this script and I prayed to God for a time out and my prayers came true. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why you guys are having such a hard time. I mean, I'm having a great time right now. Yeah. It's the best things ever happened. Yeah. All righty. All right, well, bittersweet news for those looking for a little scare in their movie fair. The good news, there is a third entry in the Conjuring horror movie series coming to theaters. The bad news, the September 11th release date has been moved to June 4th of 2021. Oh, <sighs> not yeah. like I was going to watch it, but yeah. wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's got your Annabelle's from there, so you're not watching that. Yeah, you, uh, yeah because, exactly. Yeah, you because don't have enough fingers to cover your eyes for that one. Yeah, because filmmakers have been unable to complete additional footage, fans of the macabre will have to wait. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, uh, will still feature the return of Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson as paranormal investigators Lorraine and Ed Warren. The movie is based on the 1981 murder trial of Arne Cheyenne Johnson, in which demonic possession was used as a defense for murder. Hmm. Okay. I've actually used that excuse before, The Devil Made Me Do It, and I got off with just a warning. Yeah, I know, because every time you use that, they come to my house and they're like, why'd you make him do it? And I'm like, I didn't make him do a damn thing. <laughs> see, in my head, I just I, I, I see um, him coming home and his mother getting winded and going, Mijo, don't do that again! <laughs> yeah, the devil made me do it. No. Yeah, let, let, let's, let's, let's get rid of that as one of your excuses on your list. Well, it, was, it, was, it was after he went down to Georgia, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that excuse, and it burns when I do that, Let's not, let's not use that, please. <laughs> what else you got, Mike? All right. Last but not least, and I'm just tired of this subject and this guy right now. Uh, in the pants on fire category of life, Zack Snyder, who has for years claimed that more than 80% of his version of the popularly maligned Justice League film was completed, has now admitted that his director's cut of the film will be even longer than the oversized 214 minutes originally predicted. Snyder claims the runtime has grown while he works on it remotely. According to the director, quote, now in its current state, it's going to end up being longer than that yet. Uh, exciting to bring all this new material to the fans. They get to see all these crazy and awesome new sequences. And I think it's going to be really exciting for everyone, end quote. Now, I have never heard the word new mentioned so many times about a basically completed project until now. <laughs> <laughs> This is, this is my original vision. I just need 40 more million more dollars and a lot more footage. And this is exactly the way it was. <laughs> you, know? you know what's funny? We're going we're gonna to get all that footage. You, you know what we're, we're not going to get? 
A good story. In a true story. Superman's kick flip. Yeah. <laughs> Did you both say that? <laughs> I'm going to say Superman's lip, but you know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, I mean, again, who knows? It may be great. I, at this point, I don't care. And I'm also just tired of every director now. Um, what was it? it not who's who did the uh, um, Suicide Squad? Was that Zemeckis? No, no, wait, no, Zemeckis. no, it couldn't be him. Um, I can't think of the, the but one the Suicide Squad. He's like, oh, all this footage is on the floor. I mean, my vision was better. And you're like, your movie sucked. And if Josh Trank opens his oh. mouth one more oh. time about how the world, <laughs> you know, David Ayer like, was the director for Suicide David Ayer. Thank you. I couldn't think of his name. Thank you very much. Yeah, but Josh Trank, man, like between it's like your film sucks. Was it this, I wasn't a lot. It's like, and then he's like, like well, I finally get at least to do a movie I want to do. And then he did Capone. Guess what? It sucked. <laughs> uh, anyway. Wow. Anyway, well, that's all your quick news. Yep. Wow. Nice and quick. And you, and you and you ended with um with um your boy Snyder. So that makes it kind of you know get get all the energy going, get all the hate going. Mike's ready. Yeah, pretty much. I'm ready. Ralphie? <laughs> quick news, Ralphie? What? What? Quick news. Quick news. Where are like, quick news? Where's the quick news? Do you have, do you have any quick news? Oh, no. no. I don't have any quick news. Of course not. Yeah, okay. And neither do I. So let's go right into it. Let's go into the, the main course of our, um, of our listening pleasure. Let's talk about the Netflix movie, The Old Guard. And with a synopsis, to kind of let you know what the heck is going on, is the lovely and ever so talented and um, swollen-headed MFG Mike, the finance guy. Take it away, sir. Me? That's oh, so unexpected. Thank you all. I'd like to thank all the little people. You're all little people. Anyway. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Old Guard is the latest superhero film from the Netflix streaming service. The film is based on the 2017 Image Comics series written by Greg Rucka and illustrated by Leandro Fernandez. The Netflix film was directed by Gina Prince Blythe, I'm sorry, Bythewood from a screenplay by Greg Rucka. The Old Guard debuted on July 10th and cost about $70 million to make. The film has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 81% with an audience score of 72 and a Metacritic score of 70 out of 100 with an audience of 58 out of 100. That's really weird for Metacritic. That is weird, yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, your audience hated that. Anyhow, all righty. Fixed lips that forget to smile. Dead eyes. Forward focus, Charlize Theron. In this synopsis of Aeon Flux, or is it Hancock? Wait, Man Max, Fury Road, Snow White and Huntress? It really doesn't matter. Miss Theron is Andy, a thousands of years old parody of the actress's familiar badass heroine from the last 15 years. Andy is immortal and leads an army of immortal warriors from different eras and locations. Uh, the group fights for whatever they decide is right, helping humanity along the way. They have been able to remain in the shadows, but soon their secret is out. And an immoral CEO, is there any other kind in action films, uh, wants their longevity to make billions on top of his billions. Along the way, a new immortal warrior has risen and the gang races to kidnap her, scare her, befriend her, and then be saved by her. Forgetting that the audience is not immortal, the film offers 71 minutes of drawn-out backstory and flimsy character development before rocketing into the remaining 49 minutes with so-so action sequences, while managing not to deliver any pearls of wisdom one would expect from those that have lived a multitude of lifetimes. All right, this is starring Charlize Theron as Andy, Kiki Lane as Niall, uh, Matea Schoenartz as Booker, Marwan Kinzari as Joe, Luca Marinelli as Nikki, uh, 
Chiwetel Ejiofor as James Copley, Harry Melling as Stephen Merrick, that's the CEO, and Van Veronica as, I'm sorry, Van Veronica Ngo as Quinn. All right. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about the old guard. But before we open our mouths, let's press that spoiler button that we ended up paying so much money for. Not at all out of my pocket. Billions. Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. I just realized something. Listening to the spoiler warning brought to you by Steve Francis of Stitch Productions, did you realize that um, his W's are the same one as Stewie from Family Guy? Warning. <laughs> I just noticed it now. But like I said, that, that spoiler warning is brought to you by Steve Francis of Stitch Productions. Stush, 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 stush. Still here. Yes, yeah, stushy, 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 stushy. <laughs> okay all right so let's start talking about it the old guard something that kind of flew under the radar or at least for me because i'm not familiar with the um with the graphic novel and i'm, I'm familiar with greg, greg rucker but not familiar with the um with, with the um graphic novel so well, um you only had you only had two years to be familiar with it like this i'm like you had a quick turnaround from page to screen on this one i mean t- that tells you the studios are desperate what, that was in the comic book type thing? Put it on the screen. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll say this. Um, now, Mike and Ralph, let me ask you. Did any of you do research on what you guys were watching before you watched it? Nope. Okay, cool. So, and Ralph? Nope. Here's the reason why. Because I didn't do anything. I didn't even know. All I knew was that it was a graphic novel. Now it's a movie. That's all I knew. So I didn't know anything about, you know... Um, who these soldiers were and that they were mortar and all that stuff. So when they began with, with them being shot and they used the usual cliche opening of, you know, this happened, you know, this is like, like the middle of the movie and then they flash back to the beginning of the movie. I was, um, I was very surprised that they used that and that how quickly it turned around. Like usually when they do something where they're showing you the middle of the movie, it's maybe what, 60 minutes before you see it again, maybe 90 right. minutes. It was like, what, 10 minutes? And I was like, oh, we're, we're already yeah. at this scene? Holy shit. Did, did that throw you at all or no? No. I mean, I, I mean, I knew from the description of the film what it was about. Um, I knew it was about immortal people that have been fighting, you know, for whatever right. they're fighting for. Yeah. So I, I'm like, okay. I saw the trailer, so I kind of expected that. But then also, I mean, she's narrating as she's dead on the floor, so you know she's not dead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, like I said, I didn't go in reading anything. So I didn't know anything about them being immortal until, you know, she right. got up. And I'm like, okay. I was like, oh, maybe they're angels. Maybe they're this. Maybe they're, oh, oh, they're immortal. Okay. Maybe they're vampires. I had, I had no idea what what I was walking into. So I was doing process of elimination. In the beginning, when she's walking into the sun, I'm like, okay, so she's not a vampire. There's, a, there's zombie angel vampires. <laughs> okay, Mike, save that idea. We're totally doing it. I'm making billions. You heard it here first. Now, now in Mike's, um, in Mike's synopsis, he talks about it being, you know, you, you mentioned a lot of like, you feel that they didn't get really deep into the character work, but they took too long and that the action sequences were weak. Well, especially for me, um, yes. I, taking it one point at a time. It was, it was literally, it's an hour and 11 minutes. It's 71 minutes into the film by the time they're actually on board about 
here's our action starting to take place in this action film. I mean, not that there hasn't been any action. It's just it was all backstory and it was supposedly character development. But think about it. I mean, we know the the surface level of our characters. You know nothing about them. What the, you you know the time periods that they're from approximately. What did they do in between? Mm-hmm. Were they did, were they happy all? No, I don't know. I mean, and in 71 minutes, I know nothing about these characters anymore than if you had just taken 10 minutes to tell me all this. So that really annoyed me. And then the backstory, like it's the same. It's the backstory. There's not very much backstory. And in fact, the the new character is like, so you said you had answers for me. Ah, I don't. Not, not, none that you're going to like. You had no answers. And we're the audience. <laughs> not that I have to have everything spit out to me, but it's like, well, you've spent 71 minutes with no answers. I'm a little annoyed right now. <laughs> yeah. So that Ralphie, was my problem did, with that. Oh, okay. Ralphie, how did you feel about it? How did you feel about the characters and the development of, of these characters? And we, we've got a group of, we've got a group of four, you know? Well, um, I didn't have any of the problems that Mike had. I, from the first uh, 30 minutes, I, I learned that they, the, the four of them work together as a team uh, performing various jobs around the world taking down uh bad people i guess we don't know that in the first 30 minutes we only know that they've been fighting in wars and battles but we don't know they say that because when when uh when andy's talking with joe and nikki and and booker at the beginning and she says um uh was it booker says well we have a another job with with copley and she says well we don't do repeats they're right there you already know that they do various jobs this is what they do no but the repeat was she meant the area but i'm saying is that we know no, that no, they she, fight in she wars meant the person she meant the person like we don't do jobs no because they didn't know copley remember they, they did. said that they did no last... only booker knew him because they kept he kept saying i researched him he said that the job is in wherever and she goes we don't do repeats meaning that if they show up in the same place that people are going to recognize them again and that they, they worked for copley also before is what they said Oh yeah, you gotta listen closely because when they meet, when uh, when uh, when Booker and and Andy go meet Copley, right. he says, "How long has it been? Eight years. You look the same." Right. He did say that. So he did I say think that. He was talking, but he was talking to Booker. I thought. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not that all of them, but they they did the job. That doesn't mean that he met all of them. I'm just. Saying. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I was thinking, I'm like, then I definitely knew they hadn't met. That's why I'm like, what are you talking about? No, no, but no. yeah, it's but like I said, we know that they've been fighting, but we don't know. Like, in other words, well, with any war, it's always funny. Like, when we think of they're fighting on the right side, it's like there is no right side to fighting on the war. It all depends on who right. wins. It's just, right. It depends on who wins. Um, the only person who's know, winning is the arms guy who's selling all the weapons. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, like, even in that, like, she's vague because when, when Niles is talking to her, she's like, oh, well, we, you know, we fight for what we think, you know, what we, what we think is right. Yeah. And I'm like, very much. okay. It still isn't telling me anything about you people. You know, like, that's my problem with the story that there was no interest and in, of of backstory with them. And then how could you say there's not a lot of action? That fight sequence on the plane was like incredible. I couldn't keep my I eyes. There wasn't a lot of action. I said there was well, action well, during that time. I'll say that, that I mean, even the even the one, beginning when they killed them and that when they killed the team and the team came back to life, that was a pretty you know. Actually, but I think Mike also said something in the synopsis saying that you felt like the fight scenes were kind of, I guess, not up to par. Are we talking like I, like um Luke 
I'm, I'm Iron Fist level. I, I don't know, man. Those oh. they seem very well choreographed. Like, well, that's, somebody, right, right. But that's my whole point: is that they seemed exactly like what you said, well choreographed. They didn't feel like fight scenes. They felt like choreographed fight scenes, and that was my problem with it. And it was really funny. Like after I had done my review and stuff like that, I was looking back, and that's like a big complaint of why this thing has up and down things. A lot of the people are like, "This is very choreographed fights." Like the plane scene was a lot of fun, but when you watch her do that flip and she runs around the the, uh, the diameter of the plane. Um, right. not. I mean, it's a great scene, but when you watch it, it looks exactly like that. Here, hold my hand while I do this. It, it's not a flow. It's just, it's choreographed. And, that, and that's what it felt like to me. I, guess I see what you mean. I see what you mean when you think about other movies where the fights seem a little bit more natural. Like especially nowadays. Well, especially nowadays. I mean, that's what we're, you know, again, I mean, it doesn't, Take away a ton from the fight scenes. I mean, yeah, the the plane scene was good, and I liked um, the first. The opening scene wasn't that much for me. It was okay. But, um, I think I liked her fight uh, when she was alone in the church or whatever that place. Oh, was. oh, yeah. Yeah. Was I thought that was, yeah, that was kind of cool. Um, but like I said, it's just they just felt choreographed and they just kind of felt similar. I don't know. It was just okay. like I said. They, just, they didn't. They didn't. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't pull me out of my seat. You know. It was a couple of times where I was like, "That was a nice move." And then after that, I'm like, eh, "Here we go." <laughs> and, and now that we brought up Nile, we brought up you know the the the, the wide eyed, bushy tailed rookie who just finds out that you know that she's immortal. Mm -hmm. um, did you enjoy her kind of how she played? Realizing that she's an immortal for the first time, there was something she did that I was like, "Okay, yeah, that, I that would have been me if I." Realized that I was immortal. Well, you know, did you? All, I would have killed everybody in that troop that pissed me off. But no, that's just me. No, um, no, I actually no. Um, could she have been a little bit better in her acting? Sure, but did I mind the way her character was written? No, I, I enjoyed her character enough. Okay, Robbie. Um, I didn't have any problem with her acting. She, it seemed like she, just the simple fact of the way um she portrayed the hurt of like. Seeing her friends treat her like she's some sort of freak. Yeah, you know, that was fantastic. That was absolutely fantastic. That was that was really good. Yeah, yeah it was. It was like I I felt her pain right there. It's like, damn, that really hurts. Like so these people that cared about you, and now just because you came back from the dead, now they think that you're some sort of demon, and they don't want to touch well, that, you. But that's Come also on. the weird part is that it's like, if if she had been dead, dead, yeah. she wouldn't have been in the hospital. Yeah. See, that's the part I don't understand. It's like what. Well, I can understand if you want to be like, I mean, granted, she had no mark on her. That part, okay, you can't explain easily. But as far as them acting like, that's her. She's the one that, that what? She couldn't have been dead because you wouldn't have had her in a hospital. So at some point, someone, because you're on the field, you would have thought, oh, she seemed dead. But, oh, gee, by the time we got her into the helicopter, someone had to make a decision whether she was living or dead. <laughs> you know? So what, what, uh, what I extrapolated was that after um, she died, right? That the girl was holding her. She died in her arms. Right. right. But, but then the regeneration kicked in. And even though she wasn't conscious, she still had a heartbeat. Right. Well, but, so but, after, but then so like she, you're, you're not stopped. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah but, yeah. but at that point, the girl who was holding her was probably not around. So she's thinking, right. oh, crap, she's dead. And then she hears, oh, no, now she's alive. You're like, how is this possible? I held her in my hands while she died. That's what. Right. That's why the girl was having that. That like. But see, I like, thought it was a little bit weird because it's not like it's a proper hospital setting. You're in the yeah. middle of a battle. You think. I mean, how many doctors have literally, real world, have been like, we thought the patient was dead. That's with machines. 
So you're going on like your hands and fingertips thinking, oh, she's dead. And now you're surprised she's alive. It's like, maybe you were just mistaken. Like, like, well, like it was just, she, she did that. right. Again, the no wound part is, the, but I'm saying, but for everything else though, it's like, cause she didn't know that she didn't have a wound until she had no wound. They were, right. she looked upset and mad that she was alive when she was alive. And I'm like, what the hell is up with this? <laughs> you know, well, she, she did know there was a wound because she was in the room when she got her no, slash. No, no. What I'm saying is she didn't know that there was no wound. Oh, right. Until right, right. after so when they walked into the tent. Yeah. When they walked into oh, the right. tent, they looked mad that she was alive, period. And I was like, but yet they were her friends. And I'm like, well, you could have just been mistaken. Yes, the no wound part is obvious. There's something going on, you know. Uh, I, right. I see what you're saying. So what you're saying is that her friends had actually planned for her to die and they're mad that she's alive because now they can't take her man. Oh, I gotcha. All right. There's that. First of all, I don't think that they were interested in guys, but okay. <laughs> or one of them wasn't. Wow. But, you know, you know, that all seems stereotyped. I got none of that from that. Judgment, <laughs> Mike, uh, Cap. What? Why are you passing judgment, Cap? Making just assumptions. An just an observation. But um, I, I, I do want to apologize say now for Cap just maligning the entire female core of the military. Go on. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> now you're going to start getting people to listen. Okay. We will wait. Go ahead. Apologize. Um, what I, I, no. <laughs> what, I'm, what I am, um, let me go back to my other point. What you guys talked about, all that um, in regards to um, Niall was valid. For me, what I liked, what Niall did was when she was in the airplane right before the fight scene with um, with Andy, and she's putting on a seatbelt, <laughs> and Andy's like, "Don't you understand?" And then, like she's she's like praying, and she's like, "No, like all these things that you would do because you're afraid of dying, and it's like those things don't apply to you anymore." And and the thing, how long would, do you have to wrap your head around that for that to materialize and be like? Oh wow, I'm not dead. Like the denial is so strong. Right. And I like the way she she did that. But at the same time, though, like you know, I, you get Andy's perspective. But at the same time, it's like, well, first of all, she hasn't even had a chance to talk to Andy. So it's like, I don't know if, and you know, because uh, Niles seems to be pretty religious. It's like maybe God brought me back. I should probably pray and thank him. Um, and also, right. didn't they say that they might live, but the pain still hurts? I don't need to be knocked around the plane. <laughs> you know, like I'm going to be good, but I don't need to be in pain. But uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it was good. But now now the dumbest thing that Niall did, the dumbest, the dumbest thing. I mean, <laughs> she shows up in um, Copley's office. Remember at the end, towards the end, right. shows up in his office. Who are you? Shoots herself in the foot. Ah, yeah. ah Oh, you're one of them. You could have just said my name is Niall, and like it, it like like it would not have mattered. You could have just told him you were immortal. He would have pretty much either believed you or not, but it wouldn't have mattered. Oh, <laughs> I'm the new girl, right? But I'm like, <laughs> you just shot yourself in the foot. I'm like, um, he didn't ask for proof, and that just makes you look crazy. <laughs> well, they do say seeing is believing, so yeah. Yeah, but I mean, is that how she introduces herself at parties now? Hey, it's my new friend. What's your name? Oh my god. No, no. <laughs> So you just take the to the hand and you just put the, the gun on the palm and boom, there you go. Well, you cleared oh, out that <laughs> What's interesting is when they finally get Nile to Paris and they start talking, you know, while they're eating and all that stuff. Um, and I guess they start talking about that these immortals aren't really that immortal, like some people can die. It kind mm -hmm. of reminded me of um and I don't I don't know if Mike or Ralph got this also, when they start talking about Wolverine. Like Wolverine's not immortal, or Wolverine's not supposed to be immortal. You know, he's you know his, his healing factor will eventually slow up, and he'll die. He'll live a long time, 
Not but, according know, to Marvel, but sure. <laughs> well, now, well, now not according to Marvel because like, he's our moneymaker. We got to keep yeah. him. <laughs> it's him and the maestro but, somehow thousands of years in the future, and he's still old, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so that, that's what it it, it kind of reminded me of that. And I kind of, I, I was glad that they added that to the immortal story. I didn't want it to be like a kryptonite or a, or like a silver bullet or something that would kill them. Just that, you know what? Sometimes, you know, expired milk, expired milk. Yeah. It just takes longer. Yeah. I, I mean, kind of like that. In a cat. Oh, so good. I thought it was, it was a very good thing. Cause then you don't have, you know, immortal beings and the simple fact that they don't know when they're going to die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That it could it could happen at any moment. It it also makes them, even though they live like they won't die, they still live like any day could be their last. You know, right? Well, except that except that they don't in certain other ways, which is even what Andy points out. Her and Booker, she's like, we we aren't living. They're just fighting. They're not living their lives. Yeah, you know, they're just going from one mission to the next. And that's like, like again, I don't need to know. At this point, anyhow, I don't need to know why they can do this. Da, 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 da. And I understand that, that maybe, you know, like like they even said, that's going down like the, a dangerous rat hole. If you try and think about it, I get it. But at the same time, why are they fighting? Like there, there is no like. And then when I was reborn, I had this imperative to fight. It's like, why didn't you just go out and live your life and relax? Uh, you I, know, like at no point do we ever see this. They, they all seem to just go into fighting. But it's like, why? I mean, the only thing I, I can assume, and you're right, they didn't explain it, but the only thing I can assume is that, you know, and, I, and maybe I can speak to soldiers about this or whatever, but if you're killed early in the line of duty and you find out that you can live and keep doing something that you're really good at, why not stop? There's nothing stopping you. You know, there's no end. So for you, but you, but you can then be good at anything else because you have all the time in the world to learn anything else. Yeah, you know, at that point, you, you, you know, even though, it's a long time. You're thinking very short side. You're thinking like, well, I could do this now. And now becomes, it's almost like, you know, um, eating a chip. One chip becomes two, becomes three. Or my fat ass, it becomes like, 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 like <laughs> a as human beings, we barely, we barely think that way now as human beings, as an immortal, especially for someone that's been alive for thousands of years. No, I mean, she sat there and posed for Rodan. So she's, she's had time to relax and have art and whatnot. It's like, it's, it's like I said, it's just all this stuff that's like, well, I get that there are these immortal soldiers. Isn't that cool? Yes, but why? They could have done anything, and you've given me no answer as to... They haven't even said to themselves, like, and we all felt the need to do this. And, that, like, would have, and that would have been an important line. That would have been an important line. That, that, that would have at least helped, you know. Right. Uh, it was just little things like that. That's what I'm saying. Like, we have all... Think about it. Head over an hour of backstory, and we don't know why they do anything that they do. This is the kind of stuff that was bothering me, because I'm like, this is important, because that's actual character development. It's it's only you know, t- you know it's only at the very end that you really get an idea of why because I I don't remember when they say it, but they because they were talking about how their actions had ripple effects how they save a person mm-hmm. as a kid and then as an adult that person saves a, a thousand or hundred million lives or something like that right so, so right at the moment that they're they're doing the stuff they're not really thinking about the consequences of of their actions. It, and I forget someone says that it's like um, we were just there and we did it. You know that was mostly right. mostly the reasoning for behind of, of what they did. You know they see inju- right, but that's something they saw. Sorry, they saw something that they thought as an injustice and they sought to right it. 
But see, that, the funny part is that is such a pro-war, and not even from the character point of view, I'm talking about from the writer now, it's such a pro-war but empty-handed explanation. Because here's, a, here's an idea. Okay, they, uh, they you know, kill some of the enemy, they save this kid. He grows up and he cures so-and-so in 30 years. That's fantastic. Now, how do we know that of the enemy that they killed, that one of those kids wouldn't have grown up and solved that same problem in 10 years? It, it's, it's the whole, the, the winner writes the rules of who won the war. It's like, it's like, it was such a back, like I saw it, and you know, you, you got the point like, oh, wow, we, we're doing all this, it's great, we're, we're helping humanity. It's like, yeah, sure, after you've done all this mindless killing, sure, but like, were there any good people on the other side? No, because you're the victor. So you make the rules of <laughs> we, we save the right people. It's like, well, you save people, you know. Um, so I just thought, that, again, it just felt lame. You know, it just felt kind of like, uh, like, like it felt like, I mean, now whether this is in the book or not, obviously um, we don't know because we haven't read it. Well, but it I, just felt like, oh, you, okay. Um, but it felt like that the writer is just like, oh, I kind of need to spin this because otherwise it just looks like violence for the sake of violence and I don't want to seem like it's mediocre. I'm going to give this reason. And you're like, your reason is mediocre. You know, your reason was just like, wah, 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 wah. So the, um, the comic book is five issues for, mm -hmm. for the first story arc. Um, and since uh, Greg Rucker wrote the comic book and also wrote the screenplay for the movie, it is mm -hmm. almost like word for word the comic book and the movie it's almost exactly the same there are a few changes well, that's sad. <laughs> there are a few changes but it's almost word for word exactly the same hmm. okay yeah. uh, that's not good <laughs> it, let me ask there, there are there are oh, there is a little bit more backstory in the book because you could do that kind of thing right because we were talking about the deaths and the fact that they could die, let me ask you, um, how did you, and this is just a personal thing for me, how did you feel about um, when they were talking about Quinn's death? Like, for, for, for one, like the idea well, of... She didn't die. Well, spoilers, but... What I mean, no, I mean, it, it, no, 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 that's not a spoiler. At no point did anyone ever say she died. They just don't know where she is in the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. They, well, let me ask they you, hope that she was dead. dead. And, and the fact that Niall is having the dream, she's saying she's still alive. Right, sorry, yeah, you're right. Um, but let me ask you this because it, it reminds me of that um Batman story where he he disposed of a villain by he, I guess the villain had the same power of coming back to life and he threw him out into space so he would like run out of air and then like you know come back to life and then die and come back to life. Same, same, pretty same, cruel. pretty cruel. Um, how did you feel? I, I almost was really disturbed by that idea of drowning in a steel casket and you know waking up to die again over and over again i was kind of terrified by that yeah that's oh, i mean it is haunting but the physics isn't there because like every time she woke up she had oxygen i'm like where are you getting this oxygen from <laughs> you know it's like you 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 have water in your lungs that's why you died you still have water in your lungs <laughs> you know oh goodness <laughs> to just pull the I mean, air it was, it, was, it, was, it was gruesome, but it was just one of those where I'm like, like, because I even waited for her. I said, when she came back to life, I said, if she blow bubbles again, oh, there they go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, well, well, let me, let me ask but, you this. Because, what? I said, but it was gruesome. It, it, it just For me, it's just kind of like, I don't like drowning anyway, but the idea of like that whole premise 
just it, mm-hmm. it, it, it bugged me out. Um, let's move on. Uh, move on to the part of the movie where they finally try to invade. Um, try to invade. Um, what is the name of the corporation? Um, Merrick. 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 Yes. Um, and of course, it's it's our two favorite ones, Booker and Andy. And we find out, dun dun dun, Booker is is is, is a mole. Did you guys see it coming? We're not a mole, a backstabber. I knew there was a backstabbing coming somewhere. I, he kind of knew it was have to happen, but did I see it coming? No. Um, and after it happened, I was like, I don't barely care <laughs> because because okay. there's no he has no he has no backstory motivation. Hence, why you need backstory. <laughs> you know, I, we got the sad story about watching his kids die, and you're like. I mean, I mean, I, that's what that's serving as, but it was just like, you seem pretty kind of... But you kind of got the idea that him and Andy were close. If it was him and anybody else, or him and uh, him and maybe um, Joe and, or, or Nikki, it would have been different. But the fact that, you know, he did it to Andy, which she's been he's been riding with her for so long, you kind of had a, I mean, you kind of had a feel for her. Well, well, he's been riding the less, the least amount of time. Yeah, he's the youngest of the group. He's so only been a couple of hundred years. Besides nine. Yeah, he's, he's the, the youngest. He's the clo- I feel like he's the closest out of, out of, the, out of the other three. Well, because they're the two single people. Um, they're the two singles as opposed to uh, Joe and Nikki. That, 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 but that's, again, that's what you need the backstory for. It's like, like you need to say something like, she didn't, I don't mean the, she killed his wife or she killed his kids. No, just like, for instance, his kid's dying and she's like, hey, we've got the mission to go on. And he pulled her, or she pulled him away from his kid that didn't want him, but I still wanted to be around. I mean, just something, some drama to explain your backstory. But this was just kind of like, Oh, maybe they can find a cure for us and we can die. It's what you wanted, right? And she's even she's like, no, not like this. And it's like, okay, so 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 even if he thought that that was part of her backstory, which we didn't get, he was still wrong, <laughs> you know. And we can't even say he's wrong in his thinking because we didn't get the damn backstory. <laughs> Wasn't bothered and by you see it. All, you, you see how this all is bothering because it's storytelling. It's like. You've you've jumped around like just like for instance like little jumps around like uh, Andy when she takes Nile she takes Nile off the crowded military base alone. How do you take an unconscious woman that they're waiting for her to board a helicopter? Hey, Pretty this, immediately, this, this people are looking for her. This is also a woman you that's fighting and battling and doing all these things for thousands of years. That's so right, she, she for thousands of years had to carry an unconscious woman off of. She's in the middle of the base. She's not at the edge. No, that's no. I'm sorry. If that's the case, then she could have just waved her hand and killed everybody because she's been alive for thousands of years. Like, hey, like but she did. She did, it she did it in the church. That's what I'm saying. Like, right, you, you gotta, you gotta allow right, somebody. Right, 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 right. She killed the people in the church. She didn't walk off a crowded base full of military trained people with a body hunch, hunch over her shoulder and just wander off the base with everyone going. Well, she's not in uniform here, and she's carrying here, a soldier. Here's what I'll say. Mike, you got to treat it like an action movie. You got to. You got to treat it like an 80s action movie because you can't, you know. No, 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 no. At what point did, no, 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 no. If that's the case, that's the answer for every action movie. Why does this one have to be treated like because 80s it's, action movie? Because I feel like it's framed as such. Because even when you begin with the in 2017, it's not an 80s action movie. If I could interject for a moment. Sure she can. didn't carry her over the shoulder. She did steal a Humvee. To, and put her in the back. So, I mean, not that hard. Okay. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, but my let's move on. But let's move on. All right. So, 
you know, we find out that, of course, dum dum dum, Booker Booker is the um, the, the backstabber. Oh, real quick, how do we feel about um, Joe and Nikki? Because we haven't really talked. We kind of talked about Booker. We talked about um, Andy, and we've talked about um, Nile. I haven't really talked about um, Joe and Nikki. Do you feel like they were underdeveloped, more underdeveloped than the other characters? Do you feel like they had a little bit more? I I thought it was kind of interesting the fact that they. Uh, when they first discovered that they were immortals was during the crusade because they killed each other and they kept killing each other until eventually they fell in love. I guess that's how people fall in love now. If you just keep killing each other and coming back, (laughs) you can fall in love with anybody. I suppose that's how that works. Um, And then, you know that... More or less... That little little speech that that Nikki gives in the uh, in the armored car that like you know um because the guy's like he, is he your boyfriend it was a boyfriend yeah and then he goes boyfriend you're a child oh, you're an infant you're infantile that whole dialogue word for word in the book word for word yeah i believe it uh <laughs> that was a joke but yeah i mean um do i feel that they're more or less they, i they're equally as undeveloped i mean we know that they love each other yeah that's great I yeah. know nothing else about them. <laughs> you know that they were you know, like, they were crusaders on opposite side. You know that. Yeah, I mean, that's not character development. And you that's know, just you that, know that that's literally what you write when you write about your character. Like they were in a war. I need development. That's just a thing that they did. That's not character development. Um, and again, that's so. It was great. I mean, and you know, with them, it, it made the movie a very um, Benetton inclusiveness, which was fine because you know you had the gay couple, you had the black soldier, and the previous person that died was also a black person, and then you have right. Quinn, who's Asian, she's Vietnamese. Um, you know, like so, you, so you, we definitely got the melting pot going on there. You know, um, so like you know, with them, it just felt like they were serving a purpose of making i guess the the reader and or the viewer um have more inclusiveness feeling and that's great but again i could have used any information about them, <laughs> you know besides the fact that they loved each other i mean which was fantastic and i and i like the fact that they didn't do the uh there's a, a trope called uh, kill your gaze um oh, which yeah. is usually what happens you know? um, so yeah. like that didn't happen so that was surprising you know um but yeah one of the things that the uh that the comic book does really well is explaining the reason for the way Andy is the way she is because um when she, since she's the oldest before she found any of the other immortals she was already alone for at least uh 3000 years okay so she she felt that solitude so one of the main reasons that um the others don't really relate with her too well or that, mm-hmm. or that she feels a little bit jealous of the fact that when uh when Nikki and Joe found each other they weren't they weren't even alone you know mm-hmm. they weren't alone because they, they didn't have to be alone and then eventually Andy finds them because of the of the dreams and then um Booker he was only alone for about a hundred years before they found him and in their time frame a hundred years isn't really that much. And then Niles, right. Niles is the freshest one. She wasn't even alone for a week. So is, it, is that subtle thing of loneliness is that, that the the book does better to con, to convey 
than the, than the movie does, and it gives you a little bit more backstory be, with Joe and Nikki. And Nikki, you you can see that even though um, they didn't meet up with Andy right away, they were t- they were always together. So it's it's sort of like that. It kind of it's when when I read the story, it kind of reminded me a little bit of of kind of like uh, like Hawkman and Hawkgirl, and how they would find okay. find each other. And, okay. They're like the eternal. They're known as like the eternal lovers or whatever because they find each other every generation. But with, right. with them, these guys are actually the eternal lovers because they're always together for until they die. But yeah, okay. just a little. Yeah. little but yeah, <laughs> just a little thought I had. All right. Um. Obviously, it, it um, the the movie comes to a climax inside of the Merrick um building. And it's funny when, when, because Mike brought it up earlier, um, when Niall comes up to Copley and, you know, after after everybody else has been captured and put away, and Copley's kind of, like, feeling bad about, like, what he's done. Did that feel... that, that Suddenly. Like, huh? What Suddenly, I said. Suddenly, yeah. Suddenly. Well, I thought about Mike right away when, when that happened. I was like, not that it couldn't happen, but it feels like, you know, okay, well, I can see this coming now. Now the bad guy's a good guy, blah, 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 blah. Well, because... Right. The way I saw it was that the fact that um, all he wanted was just for them to, like, give up some genetic information. And in his mind, he's thinking, oh, they're going to let him go after this. They just want to run some tests to see what you guys, how you guys do what you do, and then let him go. He wasn't thinking that Merrick was going to be a freaking psychopath and be like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not letting my competitors get this shit. I'm a, you think I'm going to let and walk around for and, and let anybody else pick them up oh no we locking these guys up i don't think he was thinking right. that now that's that's why he had that right. switch the change of conf- uh, right. well, conscience that's what we're, we're given that's what we're given because that's the way it's shown which is the opposite of this highly intelligent man that has been hired to hunt down these immortals to capture them from genetic testing of which he has no idea what that would mean they could literally mean dissolving the bodies in acid he has no idea so his idea of being suddenly like oh, you might kill them or keep them forever seems bogus. But also the fact that you had dozens upon dozens of men that you sent to their deaths to get these men, and now you feel bad that these immortal beings might be harmed, killed, or tortured? That I had a problem with. That's why I'm like this. That's why I said he suddenly became the good guy. And you're like, why? You've sent your men to die. You know, like after the first group, you might go like, "Okay, we can't do this." Nope, you sent more, and then more again. What are those? And then more in the building. Those weren't his men. <laughs> you know? Those weren't his. Those were Merrick's men. Dude, that doesn't matter. Who's in charge of the operation? He is. No, no, the other guy is in charge of the operation. No. The head of security. He's in the van. He's in the van. And and who else was in He's there? He's the one that told him to leave. He who else was to in leave. There? The head of security. They, he told him to leave. He said he, he said, told them to leave no, and no. they left. He didn't tell He's them. In charge he said, of the mission. He says, "I suggest that we leave right now." He never said, "Let's go." Right. He never gave an order. All right, okay. hold on. Let's, that, that, let's that, ask the judges. That's beyond, the judges? That's, Did he give an order? Point. He didn't give an order, which we don't know. <laughs> the sign to lead all these groups, and like I said, the whole "Oh, I'm suddenly the good guy" is just like. All right. Whatever, dude. <laughs> All right, so let's 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 move to the actual climax. Let's move to, you know, this big climax that's supposed to happen. Did you feel like it kind of fell flat? Like at the point where now, the, the, the gang's all together. Now saves the team. The team, you know, now you know 
um, that um, Andy could possibly be injured and she's throwing herself out there to still like finish his mission, even though, you know, she, she could probably die because her immortality is kind of worn off. And now they're chasing after Merrick. Did it feel anticlimactic? You I mean, mean that basically by the end, a bunch of immortal undying people are faced off against a 115 pound scrawny CEO with no ability to defend himself? Yeah, that felt a little anticlimactic. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He had he had he had a double edged axe. Yeah, he was a threat. <laughs> I would have, I really would have thought that they would have there would have been an, an extra level of of security or something or because I was like, okay, you know, he's and they just wiped out those guards and oh, it's just him, him and him and, and the two and the two ladies. Yeah. And even even the way they disposed him, though it was a cool effect, you know, of now grabbing Merrick and jumping mm -hmm. out the window. It was kind of like well, after stopping bullets be hitting Andy. So, believe it or not, in the book, it's less anti uh, it's more anticlimactic. Really? Damn. But he just what? died. He just <laughs> had a heart attack. He yeah. had a heart attack and died. So, <laughs> so in the book, um, Andy doesn't. She she's not losing her. She didn't lose her immortality. So she still you know heals and whatnot. Um, okay. They first they. they also, this whole final scene takes place in um, in Abu Dhabi, in Dubai. Or no, it's in Dubai. I don't know where in Dubai. Okay. Um, uh, and so they first go see Copley, right? Um, Joe and Nikki don't even meet Niles until the very end, when they go to rescue them, right? Oh damn! So, so it's Copley. Uh, they go to meet Copley. That's where Booker's betrayal shows up, right? Um, okay. of course, Andy and Niles take out everybody. They leave Copley alive, right? And um, Copley's like, "Listen, where, where you can go? Let me help you get away." And they're like, "No, we don't trust you right now." They look. They're in a big, you know, those big uh, Abu Dhabi skyscrapers. There's a window. Um, they take uh, Booker's like, uh, bleeding and and still regenerating because the the betrayal. So she takes, uh, Andy's carrying Booker, and they go to the window, and Niles is like, are we really going to do this? She's like, uh, like, don't worry about it. We've done this before. And they jump, and they fall. Booker lands on a car, and then Niles and, and Andy land on the ground. And then um, on the way down, it's hilarious because it's like, uh, they say, if, if you jump out of a skyscraper um, and you have the ability to, to have a, a coherent thought, you really know it's a really long fall. And then in the word bubble, she goes, so how's the weather today? Or something something along the lines of level, like, like chit chat. It's like, weird weather we're having, right? And then they, they fall. And then Niles God. is like, um, she, uh, Andy's like, oh, that really hurt. She's And Niles is like, oh, you fucking lied. You said you've done this before. It's like, well, skyscrapers are pretty new, you know? Anyways, so then... So wait, in the book... In the book wasn't dying uh no. her uh, mortality no. wasn't going she never lost her mortality wow so then the next it makes scene, sense for a book so merrick right um merrick is also in dubai as well so now they go to where uh joe and nikki are at, um they start storming the building and making a lot of noise joe and nikki are in the lab with the doctor and they essentially do like the sort of batman type of thing on him where they get into his head and they're like well, you know, I wonder how Andy's going to make him die. And then uh, Joe's like, well, it's probably going to be very slow, depending on how um, she finds us when she gets here. 
So the doctor's like, okay, I'll let you go. Um, everything's going to be okay, right? And they're like, nah, I don't think so. And then uh, Nikki snaps his neck. And at that same moment, uh, Andy, Niles, and Booker show up. And they're, they're like, uh, what took you so long? And then Andy's like, well, if I'd known that you guys would have freed yourself, I would have stayed in Paris. So then, wow. so now the five of them are together. Uh, Joe and Nikki meet Niles for the first time. It's like, oh, who's this? Oh, this this is Niles. Nice to meet you. I'm Joe. This is Nikki. Boom, boom, boom. They go to get Merrick. Now, the, the character for Merrick is sort of like, I believe he's British also, but he's like this tatted out kind of like rich boy type of person. Pretty boy. Not like, you know, the, the, the guy that we had in the movie. Um... So then they take out the whole team, whatever. The, the head of the security guy gets thrown out the window by, by uh, Nikki cause, cause he, since he shot Joe. He's like, you shouldn't have shot him. And he tosses them out the window. Um, and then once they clear everybody, they're like, uh, okay, where the fuck is Merrick? And they're like, uh, well, the security team would have probably put him someplace uh, safe and secure until they could find him, until they can clear everybody. And then all together they go, the bathroom. And then the next scene you see him um, in the freaking fetal position inside of a, like a jacuzzi tub. And then you see the view from, uh, from the top looking down at him. And they're like, he's like, listen, um, you guys could just, you know, go, go, go away and leave me alone. And they're like, nah. And you just, see, the next scene is just them freaking filling him with lead. Just straight through it's it's oh, wow. it's ridiculous. Like, it sounds anticlimactic. And usually the book will <laughs> yeah. usually have a better ending than the movie. Yeah. In the interest of time, yeah. I have. I just wanted to ask three quick questions before we go into, you know, renaming and ratings and all that stuff. Because we're in the end, and we're and we're talking about, you know, they 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 killed Merrick in the movie. Um, three questions. Um, how did you feel about um number one question? How did you feel about um Booker's punishment? Do you feel like it was good enough? Um, and how did you feel about the fact that um, Copley is now working for them? So he's like their Bosley, right? How did you guys feel about that? Um, I mean, the punishment was fine. It's it's you know, I, it's really weird that they keep saying they're like, well, "What are they going to do? Kill me?" I'm like, you know, you guys are immortal, but I do think if they just cut your heads off, you're dead. I, I mean, <laughs> at, at no point have they shown true regeneration in this film. So it's like, yeah, you guys can actually be killed. I don't know why they keep acting like they can't die. Anyhow, a um, hundred years. I mean, just like like Ralph pointed out, loneliness is a big feature in this film um, and stuff right. like that. So yeah, I mean that is punishment. Um, you know, it also gives him a chance to uh, become a bad guy for a while, and then of course at the end realize, no, I this is my team after all. If there's ever a sequel, kind of a thing. You know, that's what it leads right. it up to. Okay, um, Ralph. As far as Copley. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Copley. I apologize. No, no, I'm not. I was answering the other part because you said that three questions, but that was two. Um, yeah, but, I had one more, but uh, I, Copley. I, I, I mean, you know, Copley, it's whatever. I mean, like, they they never made it seem like Copley is this mega, mega, mega super genius computer guy. And it's like, well, he better be now if he's the one that's cleaning up after them all the time. So it was just felt like, okay. it just felt like a, 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 people don't go, but how are they going to stay out of view in today's world since they bring that up? And it's like, oh, we got a guy. Okay. He was former CIA, so he probably knows a guy, too. That's, yeah. <laughs> um, Ralph, 
I mean, yeah, the, the, the loneliness factor, that's punishment enough because the, the whole main reason w- with that Booker is the way he is is because his own kids hated him for the fact that he couldn't share his immortality with them. And then to see people that you love die because grow old and die. So he can't really get close to anybody that's not like him. So that's the right. whole, it, right. it's a good crime for them, a uh, good punishment for them. And then the. Yeah, and also the punishment. Who's that? See Andy die. Yeah. And then, um, <clears throat> and then uh, the thing with Copley, I was like, yeah, he's their new Bosley. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. I, I kind of saw it coming. Just the simple fact that he stayed alive, I'm like, yeah, he's going to be like their Bosley. Yeah. I mean, and the fact that he's saying he's a good guy. You're like, yeah. oh, yeah. I I know so. Mike doesn't like that especially when when the when the villain becomes like you know aligned with the hero. So every time I see that happen, I'm like, okay, I should be hearing from Mike every time about that. <laughs> it, it can happen, but like this one, it was just like, oh, okay. I, I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't really classify him as the villain. I would say he's more of a anti-hero. No, he was a villain. No, uh, no, it's not right for anti-hero. <laughs> they are anti-heroes. Yeah. They are the anti-heroes. <laughs> All right, so maybe he's the anti-anti-hero. I don't know. That would make him the villain. <laughs> would it, though? <laughs> yes. Would it? Mike mentioned the third question, and I was going to pull it away, but I figure, let me ask it anyway. You know, I, I, In mid-thought, I said, no, let, let me not ask it. No, actually, let me ask it. Um, at the very ending, obviously, and it wasn't even like a, a what do they call it, a, a mid-credits scene, they went, you know, ending, and then they kind of like feel like they capped this on. Did the end? Did you know that that was going to happen with yes. the ending? One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. That, that she should have just been like, "Sorry, I took me so long to show up." One hundred percent. As soon as you introduce that character in that flashback, and they said that she they didn't know what happened to her. Yeah. <laughs> you like, know. As soon as you introduce that, you already know they're already setting up for the sequel. And that's what's going to be. Yeah, and you knew she was going to be the bad guy because now it's like she's crazy. I'm like, well, she's the bad guy. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Anything else we want to add before we go into renaming and um, ratings? Uh, a question to Ralph. Um, yeah. What's Quinn in the uh, in the book? Was she at the end of that series, or was she not mentioned besides being mentioned? So she is. So the the first five books is called the Old Guard, and then. Um, the second uh, five books is called The Old Guard Force Multiplied. And in that arc, you actually uh, you get more background on Quinn. Because they don't, they don't actually mention her at all in uh, in the first five books. It's only at the very end. She wasn't mentioned then. No, at the very end, you see her, but they don't make any mention of to who she is. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Got it. So it's more of a mention. All right. All right. Let's, start, let's go into it. Renaming the film once again. I'll go first to give Ralph some time. So I'm renaming this film. Really? Okay, Rob, go first. The old guard. I'm gonna live forever. Wait, I don't know. I could probably (laughs) die. There you go. Oh God, (laughs) I like that though. All right, I was gonna make a hip hop reference and I was gonna rename it the Notorious A N D Y. Ready to die. Sorry, just had to do that. That's from my, my hip hop head. You know what I'm talking about. Mike and Ralph are like, what? But everybody else kind of understands what I'm doing. Mike, what you got for renaming the series? Oh, renaming the film, excuse me. I the would call it, I'd call it the same old hat. The same, same old hat? 
it's been something, something just predictable and uninteresting. I'm like, it's the same old hat. <laughs> you know? Damn. All right, so this is going to be interesting. Ratings for the old guard, Ralph. I give the old guard eight uh, broken arms regenerating out of ten. Okay. Nice. Well, I'm going to turn around and give the old guard seven different ways to die and come back to life out of ten. <laughs> Mike? <laughs> Um, I give it six. I don't even want to read the book out of ten. Oh shit! <laughs> you definitely should, Mike. You, I think you enjoy the book. After your, after your description of the book, I'm like, that's even worse than I imagined it was going to be. <laughs> like, like Captain even said, like, I I expected the book to be better. I'm like, oh, it just sounds well, like the same the old thing. Ending, just the ending wasn't better, but the 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 journey to there is a little bit better. Hmm. Yeah, that's good to know. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that when we read it. But <laughs> for now. Um, the old guard. Um, a, a, an interesting surprise. Obviously, Mike wasn't a fan, but I think Mike can say that it was definitely better than Suicide Squad. Uh, I don't know if he. I can think. say that about almost everything I've ever watched. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, but you know what? Don't go anywhere. Geeks on the go. It's next. Geeks on the go. No more mortals. <laughs> now with more immortals, and I actually heard that. Yeah. All right, everybody. We come to the part of the show that we all love to do. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek, and we make it under a minute once in a while, more like once in a blue, more like Ralph is terrorizing me. That's what he does for this particular segment. Mike gave up. I think Mike's retired. He's got the most amount of frustrating answers, but now he's passed it off to Ralph. Terrorize is not strong enough of a word for what I am doing. You need to think of and a it's nice. one. And it's nice that you think that don't terrorize you. <laughs> for, for this one segment, you don't fuck with me. <laughs> but, That's what you think. Sure. I think that. Because <laughs> your answers master. are concise. Mike all right, all right. Master. Ready, set, go. Which Marvel or DC villain would be the scariest threat if he or she was immortal? Ralph. I mean, it has to be the Joker, hands down. Dude's a fucking psychopath and he's oh. immortal as well? Come on. Okay. Mike? I say Dr. Doom. His god complex would be deadly. I knew you were going to pick that one too. Okay. So who in the Marvel Universe is most deserving of Captain America's mantle but never wielded the shield before? Mike? Cyclops. Nah, just kidding. Um, giant man. Because imagine how big that shield would be when he threw it. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph? Black Widow. I mean, come on. She saves the team, like, all the time, and no one gives her credit. Oh, you're talking about the movie or you're talking about the comic? But anyway. <laughs> all right, so Tony Stark lends you the Iron Man arm. Hours. do with it? Ruff. Well, the first thing I'm not going to do is take a piss in it. I know that's what you were thinking about. <laughs> okay. And oh. Mike? No, but what I would actually uh, do yeah. is uh, I'd probably fly... Wait. I'd probably fly down to the uh, the bully's house that picked on me when I was in middle school and just be like, what's up? And Ralph gave that long answer because the buzzer rang and time is up. <laughs> hey, Mike. You asked. Oh, well, that was after your three minute, your three minute question number two about the shield. But anyhow, what I would do with the armor oh, is I would kill Tony Stark and take over his company. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so morbid? Did you get no hugs as a kid? What the hell, dude? 
He's just giving me this intense armor. I'll just put, keep the armor on and pretend you. that I'm Tony Stark the entire time. And be like, yeah, Stark, you're dead. I, I'm a billionaire now. <laughs> he gave you the armor. I didn't say he wasn't in the armor while giving it to you. I would hope he's smart enough to do that. Is he in the armor with <laughs> me? Because, because then I'm demanding half of everything he owns he after has... I get out of the armor because of the divorce. <laughs> the, boy, the, man has, the man has 35 goddamn suits. I mean, you know, I would figure he'd wear one and give, and especially he probably just hike a value like, so I'm going to give Mike one for 24 hours. Oh, I should go in there with the Hulkbuster. <laughs> He's not the brightest just... person. He just gave the deadliest weapon in the world to a 16-year-old high schooler. <laughs> Are we talking about the movie or the comic? Because in the comic, yeah, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, people. Well, once again, we don't make it under uh, under sixty seconds. But what else is new? Um, I was say ratings. Um, <laughs> shout outs. Do we have any you shout stuck. outs? <laughs> no, I didn't say shout at. I said shout outs. <laughs> that was my rating of you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm looking for the fucks I have. Oh, got none. Ralph, here's you. Fuck you. <laughs> Any shout out? There we go. Ah, you had one. One fuck. <laughs> um, I would like to shout out everyone and no one. You're welcome. Wow. Okay. Mike, anybody? Anybody? Any shout outs? I want to shout out to all the people in between that Ralph left out. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I can't really think <laughs> yeah. about the in between people. No, just shout out to everybody that's still hanging in there. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, I feel bad for the states that have had to re-quarantine. Please don't give up. And, you know, while you're re-quarantine, listen to more of our stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Shameless we'll plug. We'll keep Never shameless. Not, not shameless at all. Never surrender. <laughs> Never give up. Never, never give up listening to us. Um, my shout outs are the same old. Si- What's up, Ralph? Oh, just a little side note. Uh, if you're ever but, lacking in something to watch, you should watch the documentary on Galaxy Quest that they made. It's pretty fun. Oh, yeah. I heard okay. about that. Yeah. It's fun. Okay. Um, actually, my shout out is to everybody else that I normally hit up. So, you know, shout out to Johannes. Shout out to um, South Carolina. Shout out to Tinkerbell, who said she listened to episode 159, which was, um, I believe that was Ready Player One, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she says, this is, I'm, I'm going to try to quote her, but she basically said, um, I watched the movie, but listening to Ralph explain how much he loved the book made me want to read it. So thank you, Ralph. Oh, you're welcome. That's from Tinkerbell. Yeah. That's I, what I do. I, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Mr. In the book. But she's like, yeah, him saying that made me want to read it more. I was like, oh. Well, they don't call job, me Ralph. the inspiration for nothing. <laughs> no, they call yeah. you the perspiration. Is that what it was? <laughs> I should really get yeah, my hearing yeah. aids checked. <laughs> and you know, and you know what's funny? This whole episode, as we're ending it now, you didn't have to explain anything. It was great. It was great. <laughs> well, I wanted to, but my doctor told me to stop explaining so much. He said it's not good for my health, especially since when I explain things and people get angry, they come at me with stuff. So that's why it's not good for my health. Yeah, oh, I thought I was gonna say, I thought you were gonna say you had to do something more with your jaw moving, and you wanted you to stop moving your jaw, kind of like what they tell prostitutes. Be careful. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Come back. Come back. All right. Is, is that it, guys? Are we done? Oh, we're done. Oh, we're done. I oh, think we're done. Been done. But you're fired. Oh. 
Yeah, whatever. Well, um, we're done with this podcast, but we're so glad you tuned in. So for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, and RT Square, Ralph the Tech is the cap saying, keep it geeky and put a mask on. <laughs>